Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode 137. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. Hey, honey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am great. I'm awesome. Thank you to everyone out there listening. I hope you're having a great day. People from all over the world are listening. So it's really encouraging to us just to know people are listening and hearing back from you. And it's awesome. So thank you. Today, we are talking about burnout, burnout recovery. There we go. When you get burnout and you, you need to recover. <laughs> We're talking about this for a couple of reasons. One, I think a lot of people in our society are just getting burned out on so many different levels uh, from so many different things. But we have a friend, and I won't go into a lot of detail, but someone I don't, I don't talk to necessarily that much, but they've been on my mind a lot. And you know, you know how it is when someone's just been on your mind, and you're praying for them. This is a person, he's just had a lot going on. He's had a lot of family stuff going on, uh, a lot of health stuff. And when I finally got in touch with him, which I should have been in touch earlier, uh, whenever that little small voice tells you to, hey, why don't you text whoever, you should do it and get in contact with him. So, you know, I'm I'm sad that I didn't get in contact with him earlier, but I'm glad I did now. But he's been going through a lot, like, and it's getting to a point where he's starting to have, like, anxiety attacks. And he's very successful. Like, if you looked at his life, I mean, he's just, he's very successful. He's a great guy, but... It's like the weight of everything is starting to catch up with him. He's a business owner. He's tried to been doing um, coordinating that stuff during COVID. Um, he's he's just he's just an amazing guy. You anything else to say about that? So um, wonderful guy, but he's just he's hit a wall. And I don't know that I'm going to fix anything for him, but just like hey, let's talk. Let's go eat lunch or do something. Whatever. I don't care. Whatever. Let's just go do something together and let's just work. You know, see if I can just help him. Just talk through some stuff. And I think the thing is, he, I feel like, is a really great picture of what is happening with a ton of people right now. I think there's been such high stress levels. Um, Just, it feels like every area of life right now, but particularly, you know, with the COVID stuff and with political things and social issues and all of that, that I feel like people are hitting a burnout level almost across the board right now. So let's talk about stages of burnout and then what you can do to help. Yeah. So we have two like really helpful articles. And again, the reason I'm doing this is I, I, again, I should have saw it in my friend earlier. I didn't. So hopefully you can see this in yourself, if nothing else, but also look out for other people. Um, So here is from thisiscalmer.com. Five stages of burnout. I'm just going to go through these real quick. Uh, One is the honeymoon phase, it says, when things are just great or new. I feel like I hate to keep beating the the COVID horse, dead horse, but I think at one point at the very beginning, people were like, okay, we can do this. It's changed. It's going to be a few weeks, whatever. You know, life will go on. A honeymoon phase. Uh, The second one is onset to stress. So kind of what you think of with just stress, normal, anxiety, uh, you avoid decision makings, fatigue, forgetfulness, headaches, maybe some heart palpitations, maybe some grinding your teeth at night. Like that's not a good place to be already, you know. And that's just number two. So number three, chronic stress, where you're getting a lot, getting a lot of anger, 
a lot of cynical stuff. You can have a lot more health problems, a lot more relationship problems. Um, Notice that your drug alcohol consumption, and that would include caffeine. When your caffeine consumption goes up, I've had this personally, when life is just tough, you're like, oh, I'm just going to drink more coffee. (laughs) That is not a good place to be. I know. And it's bad when you're there because it's like, I know enough to know that I am actually like winding my gears tighter and tighter and tighter as I add more caffeine into the mix. But I still do it because on some level I'm reaping some kind of stress benefit there. So uh, what it has here as number four is the real deal burnout. And this is when continuing as normal, as a normal human being for what you normally were like over the past few years, basically that's impossible. And you have behavioral changes, you have chronic headaches, chronic stomach or bowel problems, uh, complete neglect of personal needs. Um, you, you're trying to escape, like escapism, escapist. You want to drop out of society, you're thinking about moving away from family and friends. Um, I think about that sometimes, but not in the context of burnout. <laughs> uh, but number five, it says it's habitual burnout. You basically have just chronic fatigue, mental fatigue, physical fatigue, and it's just become such a, a, a habit. Um, this means the symptoms of burnout are so embedded in your life that you start to, you basically see them as normal. That is just chronic life, okay? So we don't want to go there. But when you see your friends or family hitting this beyond stressed, now obviously we all get stressed out. We all get stressed out. Like that's normal and can even be healthy, like doing exercises and those kind of stresses. Positive stress, we talked about you stress before. But distress continually to the point of of ruining your life is not good. Okay, so now we have another article that I want to, I won't say quickly go through, but I think this is just so good. Uh, it says um, 11 strategies to help you reset. It's, well, burnout recovery, 11 strategies to help you reset. This is by Crystal Raypole. Um, so it says some key signs of burnout. Um, forgetfulness and difficulty concentrating. Diminished pride in your work. Oh, that's a big one. When you just start to do stuff and you don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, losing sight of yourself and your goals, difficulty maintaining relationships, and being present with loved ones. <laughs> we, I laugh because we've been talking about so much about trying to be in the now because it does combat burnout and just long-term fatigue. Uh, frustration and irritability with coworkers, that might just be normal. <laughs> and unexplained muscle tension, pain, fatigue, and insomnia. Um, there are a lot of people right now experiencing these type of things because... Um, life has just gotten chaotic and crazy. All right, so let's go into the 11. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, It says the first thing you should do is try to find the source of what the problem is. That's hard, though, and it talks about this. It's hard to know what the source is because when you burn out, you just kind of slid into this mess, and it's hard to just slide back out of the mess. Yeah, but I almost feel like it's kind of what are the things that you're like I just cannot do this one more time you know and so for a lot of people and when we think about burnout generally we think about it in the context of work but I think it's important to recognize that there are other ways that you can be burned out particularly I mean the first thing that came to my mind honestly was when we had a decade basically of having babies and there were some times that I just 
I was just burned out on it. I was tired. I was over changing diapers. I was over not getting good sleep. I was just over the whole thing. Like I was just done and ready to walk away. Um, And so I think caring for a loved one, particularly if we're looking at someone who's got some, you know, Alzheimer's or something like that, where they're not able to engage. And so I think a lot of caregivers um, would also be experiencing this. And then, you know, you can be burned out too in relationships. Like if there's, if you're in an unhealthy relationship, a negative relationship, and you just keep going through cycles of unhealthy behaviors, there can be a burnout that happens there as well. We've done a whole podcast about this next one. Identify immediate changes you can make. Um, sometimes the sometimes the best thing to do is just make simple a quick, simple decision about something. Just closing. We've talked about closing an app like on your phone that drains you. If you can just close one or two things that are in your life, like for example, we keep talking about this remodel project. There are just a few things. I built some more shelves this weekend, and you know it's been it's been good. But it's like, if I can just close those few things, I'm going to feel so much better about life because right now I'm still thinking and I still see them. (laughs) I need to do some paint. Simple things. Just take an hour or two. It's going to take longer to get set up. But if I can do that, it's going to clear me. Just give me some more energy. That's the same thing with, with this burnout. You can't solve the world. Don't even try to solve. Don't even try to fix everything. But just do one or two things that shut down a couple of things in your life that you just don't have to deal with anymore. Yeah, and there's seasons that we all juggle a lot, but there's seasons. It shouldn't be perpetual juggling, juggling just an overwhelming amount of things. Right, and that means you need to quit some things, right? Like you're on some kind of committee that meets or whatever. I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, obviously, don't quit your life as you know it, but quit a few things. You have you have my permission. <laughs> um, here's the Here's such a good one. Talk to the people you trust, like someone who can, who you trust, who has given you good advice continually, not just one time gave you good advice and then gave you 10 bad advice things. (laughs) This is someone continually. So if you, you don't know what to do next, which if you're in burnout, you won't know what to do next. Go and talk to someone. It can be a therapist. I think that's on the list too, but go and just talk to a friend, like someone you really trust. Not someone that you complain to all the time who hears your complaints and then they've told you what to do and you haven't done it. Not that. But go to someone you can really talk to and when they tell you to do something, you should probably go do it. Yeah, I feel like actually a month or two ago, I went to my supervisor and was like, listen, I just, I'm at a breaking point. And she, you know, listened and she was like, yeah, you need vacation. Like you need to go do this now. And then you need to know that you're probably going to need to do it again. You know, just have some time away. So yeah, examine your options. Now I know all these are very basic and simple, but when you're in burnout, I won't say it's like depression, but it's almost like depression. You just can't see very well. So write out your options. Um, it might, it won't be easy because it probably wasn't easy to get to that burnout phase that you've worked so hard to get toward. Um, but you can start to write out the different things that are actually your options. Um, you know, you can go to your boss and if your boss doesn't change, it might be time for you to get a new job. All right. Um, that kind of thinking, like you need to say, well, maybe this, maybe that, uh, sometimes just knowing other routes exist, 
can actually be like, okay. Because <laughs> we talked about lots of different things in our life. But as we, as you and I have talked about things on our walk or whatever, we're like, we could go down that path, but that path is not the direction where we want to go in life. So talking through those options is really good. Yeah, that was some really good wisdom my mom always gave me. She said, it's always important to know that you have options. When you get to the place where you feel like you have no options, she's like, that's a really bad place to be in. And I think just in conversations with people and relationships, when people have been at a crisis place, just recognizing, hey, let's just brainstorm. Let's brainstorm three options for what might happen. There, Nothing is too ridiculous. Let's just look at the different things. And there's a lot of freedom that comes and just an ability to exhale when you see that there are some alternate paths. Yeah, totally. I know I've felt that in my own life, just... Okay, I'm not stuck here. Um, That goes back to take back control. Burnout can make you feel powerless, the article says. Uh, You might feel as if your life is rushing past and you can't keep up. I think there's so many people who feel that way. They are just treading water, barely breathing. They're sucking in lots of water too. Um, So take back control over just a few little things. Um, And that starts, we need to, um, well, you can do it a lot of different ways, but it says here, prioritize. So put, get three things that you, the top three things. Evaluate what are the top three things that you can do. Do them. Delegate. Guess what? If you can't do the top three, pass the top three things, just let them die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just need to let them, <laughs> let them go. Um, it says leave work at work. Um, that's kind of hard now with the COVID stuff. A lot of people... Um, and it says, be firm about your needs. And we're going to talk about setting some boundaries. You have any other thoughts on that? All right. Next one, it says, set some boundaries. And this is part of the reason you probably got into the mess of that you're in. And that's how all of us get in the messes that we're in. We don't set very clear boundaries for ourselves. And we don't, we're always thinking about the doing or the other people or their expectations and not about what do we need? <laughs> what do we need to... Uh, so what do we need to do? We need to set limits on the time we give to others um, with work, with anything else. Um, and it's not about being lazy um, or selfish, but it, it's like you just you just got to have some boundaries. Uh, there's a great book. We haven't done a... We haven't talked about that one, Boundaries with Townsend and whatever. That's a great book. Um and it goes into practice self-compassion. We, we've done several podcasts about self-care. Do you have any thoughts on these? Well, I think the thing that has helped me more than anything else as a recovering people pleaser is that I just realizing if I say yes to something, there is something else that I'm saying no to. And so seeing that I have a limited amount of space on a plate and that, okay, if I just say yes to make this person happy, I'm going to have to bump something else off my plate gives me like the guts to go ahead and say no. Yeah, that's good. And we've kind of touched on this uh, before. It says pay attention to your own needs. Are you an introvert or extrovert? We did one of the earliest podcasts we did was about introverts and extroverts. What's your Enneagram number? Enneagram will tell you what you need as far as growth and what you need to look at as far as your stress number. Um, You know, just basic things about rest and sleep and all that. And I know we know it. We know all this stuff. We've heard it all before, but we're not doing it. <laughs> we're, we're not doing a good job, and there's some severe consequences that are going to happen because of this. So I'm kind of taking the warning to myself. And remember, if you can, think back, maybe when you are a kid, 
what makes you happy. I listened to a podcast that was basically like, you need to talk to your 10-year-old self, and your 10-year-old self might just want to punch you in the face (laughs) because you have done all these things that were not about making you happy. You were trying to make other people happy, and your 10-year-old self might be like, dude, (laughs) what about us? I thought we were a team, right? (laughs) I thought that was really good. But um, remember what makes you happy. What about... As a child, what did you like to do? And I, I do really think a lot. Of, we've talked about this with COVID. A lot of people will, will probably start new jobs, new careers, really new lives, and they'll look back and be like, "Man, that was tough, but that was so good because I got out of this burnout and this yuck, and I moved into something so much better." Um, and last, we already talked about talk to a therapist, talk to a professional, a pastor, therapist, someone you can get into, and just talk. And sometimes just yapping is good. I can't believe I'm saying that, but sometimes it's, <laughs> it really is. I've gone to therapist it is so good just to have someone like go, yeah, you're not, you're normal. I guess that's what, you know, just everyone's like, yeah, you're normal. These things are very stressful. It's okay for you to feel this way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think that with the different generations, the whole idea of going to see a therapist has really changed. Um, you know, in the baby boomers and some of the older generations, it was like hush hush because there was it was an indication that there was something wrong with you. But I feel like that's one thing that the millennials and even this younger generation, they're like, yo, this is what my therapist told me this week. You know, so uh, just recognizing that if we take the time and the financial investment to go get our cars maintenance and oil changed, how much more is your spirit and your emotional and your mental well-being worth? Like, it's just something that needs to happen for all of us. Right, especially when you think about who depends on you. You think about your kids and your grandkids and your neighbors and your whoever else, your friends. Like, they need you to be healthy in the best way possible, especially emotionally. So, I don't know, you have anything else on this? I don't really have anything else. But the whole point of this this episode was be aware of your own burnout and be aware of your of other people's burnout. Listen to that still small voice inside you that says, hey, you need to contact whoever because I'm kicking myself that I didn't. But I'm thankful that I did <laughs> afterward, <laughs> right? I contacted them and like, hey, let's just get together. Let's have lunch. Let's do something because I think that person just needs to like talk for a little while. And I think here's the bright side is that there is burnout recovery. It's not just like you're just burned out and your ashes and then it just blows away in the wind and that's the end of the story. Like there is recovery. And so it's good just to have that to be that stopping point. You're like, hey, I can recognize there's some things going on right now. So let's shift and make things better for everybody. And something also helpful. How long did it take you to get to this point? It's going to take you probably that long or longer to get out of that point. You know, like it's a process to get into the mess. It's a process to get out. Yeah. Sounds like my advice to mothers who are pregnant. I'm like, listen, it took your body nine months to get to that phase. It's going to take nine months to get back to another shape. So anyway. All right, guys, thank you so much. Please remember that you are valuable and what you do matters. You have multiple ways to get in contact with us now and we love it because it it is like you start to question your sanity when you're just sitting here talking into a microphone you're like is anybody out there listening so we really do appreciate uh when you give us feedback 
So you can connect with us on Facebook at if you search for Less Stress Family on our website, which is lsfpodcast.com. You can email us woodfamily at lsfpodcast.com. And you can connect with us on Shauna's Instagram account, Shauna Cherie Wood. Have a blessed day. Thank you.